0: All right, all right, good morning. Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm not? Breaker, breaker. Breaker, breaker. The light's on.
1: Is he on? Yeah.
2: All right, you're
0: on. Am I on? Yeah. Now I'm on. All right. Hey, welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant if you didn't hear me the first time. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm really glad we're here. Man, I can't believe this. I'm on. That's what they say. There's not many speakers out here. I don't know where all the radios are. um, But that's... uh, We'll have to work on that. Anybody got a radio? We can put out here? It's 88.3 on FM, I believe. Hey,
1: Jason, ask them
0: can you hear me in the cars? All right. All, yeah. All right, now you're on the speakers. Okay. Now we're on the speakers. Now we're on. And, and can people up here hear me? Okay. Right. We got radios. We got all kinds of stuff. Once again, my name is Reverend J. Square Griffiths. I'm really glad you're here. This is Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is our drive-in service number two. I got an umbrella. We're getting better. We're getting better every week. Email, uh, email, Email uh, Danny your suggestions. uh, (laughs) If if you got any problems with the service, email Danny. Last year, uh, last week we had a Christmas tree in the window. Now there's a palm tree, and now uh, and we got gloves on people. We're getting crazy with it. Okay, my I got a couple announcements for us. First is Jim's going to be selling scripts from around here. Remember, if you want to buy scripts, social distance. Keep yourself 20 feet away from each other just to be safe. And buy your scripts. On September 80th, nope, there's no September 80th. On September 18th, 1960, we met together as a local outpost of God's kingdom, and it was actually called the Presbyterian Church of Costa Mesa that first time, and we met on the fairgrounds. Um, Steve Atkins has wonderfully put together some kind of t- points from 2020. And he's lifted, this is from our 35th anniversary, just facts, little tidbit information. 1960, at the fairgrounds, red and white park benches were used for seating in worship service. 2020, many worshiped in their cars on some of the hottest days ever recorded in California. Wonderful. Two, everyone took turns doing the janitorial work each Saturday. 2020, jump-starting cars after service was a regular thing. Three, this is like David Letterman's top ten. It's not supposed to be funny, I guess. <laughs> you remember, anyway, it's a long story. The pastor's study was actually the ladies' powder room in 1960. Some sat on the lawn with beach chairs and umbrellas, and look it, I see more and more people, which is awesome. This is good. All the maintenance was done by prisoners and they were not allowed to talk to one another in 1960. Wow. Pastor Jason preached on top of the roof. That's right. Where, that's where you see me? It's crazy up here. But thanks for the umbrella, Jeff, especially. Okay, after worship services in 1960, some Sundays you would step outside into the middle of a dog show. In 2020, the church didn't have an audio cable long enough to reach the parking lot, so Simon sold sold soldier connectors to soldered. I guess that's how you spell soldered. I never knew how you spell soldered. That's weird. To make regular extension cords work, there's a cord that runs out to that light pole. That's where the radio antenna is. And that, I think it's the orange one. Is it the orange one or the yellow one? Anyway, just in case anybody wants to know. In 1960, finances were so low at the beginning that quite often the minister would have to wait for his check. And his name was Warren. Did you know that? My middle name's Warren. That's the best part of my family. I love my, my, my middle name. This year, we, we counted our tithes and offerings from the last couple weeks, and it was nineteen thousand dollars That's a lot. You guys are faithful, and I want to thank you. Um, your fidelity doesn't go unrecognized by God, by me, by all the people that pour in their lives into this place. Um, and in 1960, birds would fly through. <laughs> and in 19 or 2020, a bird could still fly through. So keep your heads up. Okay. Please stand for this morning's call to worship, if you're able, and if you're in chair. I don't know what you do in cars. Maybe raise one hand or something. This comes from Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. The Lord works righteousness and justice. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth with the lyrics to Better is One Day on the back of your bulletins, if you have them, they're pink.
1: So feel free to stand or sit. Can you guys hear me okay? All right. Made an agreement with Tim. We said you can preach from up there, but Jason, whatever the pastor's name is anymore. Who knows? But we're not going to let you down in baskets if you need to get down. That's a scripture reference. You're welcome. Also said, if you had hair, you can't let your hair down. We're not climbing up to get you either. But so there is a, there's a trait of God called omnipresence, which means that wherever you are and wherever you go, God is always with you. So to enter into the courts or the presence of God could be in your car, on a lawn, at your workplace, at your house, in an airplane, on your bicycle. There is nowhere you can go to escape the presence of God. So we're going to sing a song that is familiar to all of us called, Better is One Day in Your Courts Than Thousands Elsewhere. And to be in the courts, to be in the presence of God, what could be better? And really all a matter of knowing that you are in the presence of God means is to turn the light switch on in your perception to recognize that wherever you are you are in God's presence and there's no better place to be. Let's sing.
2: How lovely is your dwelling place O Lord Almighty For my soul longs And even faints for you For here my heart Is satisfied satisfied. Within your presence Sing beneath the shadow of your wing Here we sing Better is one day in your courts Better is one day in your house Better is one day in your courts the thousands, I'll swear Better is one day in your courts Better is one day in your house Better is one day in your courts The thousands I'll swear The thousands I'll swear One thing I ask And I would see To see your beauty To find you in the place your glory dwells, one thing I ask and I would see, to see i swear better is one day in your courts better is one day in your house better is one day in your courts the thousands I'll swear my heart and flesh cry out for you the living god your spirit's water to my soul I've tasted and I've seen. Come once again to me. I will draw near to you. I will draw near. thousands of swims. elsewhere the thousands elsewhere the thousands thousands elsewhere
3: Good morning. Thank you guys for uh, joining us today. After today's children's message, if all the children can meet us over here at the Black Gate, um, we'll go ahead and have Sunday school outside after the message. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I'm bending down here. In hopes of being able to host our annual Trunk or Treat during this pandemic and at a time when the traditional trick-or-treat ways are not the safest at the current moment... Children's Ministry needs your help. Um, We're trying to put together a safe and fun event for our children and their families, and this is how you guys can help us. On October 31st, we tentatively plan to host a drive-through trunk retreat at 2 p.m. here on campus. All we need from you is a decorated trunk. You can easily achieve this with household theme items um, if you're a sports fan, you can just grab all your sports memorabilia, throw it into your trunk, call it a day. Um, if you like farm, house-style stuff, throw it in your trunk, call it a day. Or you can go to the extreme. Um, we welcome all kinds. No matter the aesthetics, the children will love to see your faces and hard work as they drive through. Cars will be safely distanced apart and will be contact-free. Masks will be worn by all participants. If you think this is something you can help us achieve, please contact me for more details and to sign up no later than September 18th. This is our cutoff date for trunk participants, and without your help, we cannot host this event. So thank you for your consideration and helping us make this annual tradition another great success. God bless.
4: We come before God, not as despised sinners, But as beloved children, with the confidence of children of God, let us humbly confess our sin. Join with me in the confession that's on your bulletin. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Do not cast us away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Amen. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God is doing a new thing now it springs forth by the grace of god we are forgiven amen praise god from whom all blessings flow
2: praise him all creatures here below Praise him above ye, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.
0: Now, we continue in our second week in the series. It's based off the website www.blesseveryhome.com. And I highly recommend if you got a computer, log on to that thing and give your address and your email address. And they email you neighbors around you's names and scriptures to pray over them. And so it starts with prayer. And their game plan is to pray and that's what we're going to be studying over the this month September and then October we're going to we're going to study in God's word how to care for our neighbors and how to care about our neighbors um, and then we're going to finish in September, October, November uh, sharing both our stuff and the gospel. And this morning we're turning our scripture turning our eyes to the scripture where Sermon on the Mount where Jesus teaches the people up on the mountain um, how to pray. And I, as someone who's been there, I recently went there two years ago, a year ago. It's not anything like I picture. It's actually volcanic rock. Different planet. So it's got black rock everywhere. Um, and it's interesting because as I was posting pictures of this from last week everybody were was saying were you up on a mountain or <laughs> were you where were you like you're up well am up here this kind of feels like the sermon on the mount except uh you got a bunch of new cars and uh anyway, so jesus is and if i haven't said this before as a congregation as people who want to get to know jesus um A good place to start is the Sermon on the Mount. Dive into this text. Not when you're, like, when you're not in this place. Just get in your words and read. Because this is Jesus' teachings about what life is about. About how to follow him. Anywho, this is right in the middle of it. We're turning our eyes to Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 14. And this is way shorter. Uh, Last, you remember last week? Who was here last week? Rock your horn if you were here last week. That's a lot. Of it. it was like 120 at this point. And I read all of John 17. Probably not my wisest choice. But uh, do you remember last week we were learning that um, Jesus has called us into our neighborhoods. And he's, when he prays for us, when he turns his eyes and prays for us, like us, Insert your name into John 17 when he's praying for you. He's praying that you won't be lifted out of the trials and the tribulations, but that you'll shine brightly. And now he's going to teach us a little more about how do we pray for our neighbors. And we're looking at all these texts specifically through that lens. So let's start in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going to start in verse 7. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others... Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Notice he starts when you pray. So he gets, 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 he skips straight to application. What is that presupposing? Turn to somebody that you know that you're not going to give COVID to and say, what is that presupposing? When you pray, what does that statement presuppose? that you're going to pray, right? When's the last time you prayed for your neighbors? Get going. This is, this is, a, this is one of those, some of these services are like uh, hospitals where we come together and become healed. This morning is we're coming together to get marching orders and be set straight on how we pray for our neighbors from Jesus the Christ. And then he, that first paragraph, verses seven through seven and eight, he starts with what not to do. He starts with what not to do. My, I, my uncle, um, when his kids graduate from high school, and I think I'm going to steal this from him, um, he gets a book from the library of a list of all the jobs you can have. And he sits down with each kid, and he, and he opens it up and he says, let's go through this and figure out what you don't want to do. Jesus starts with what not to do. And this is all over scripture. Have you ever heard of John Foreman from Switchfoot? Hey, have you ever heard of the band Switchfoot in San Diego? Patty, I see her. She knows, she knows Switchfoot. Uh, I, I, go home, here's a, here's, a, here's a tangible homework assignment. If you have access to the World Wide Web, listen to the song Instead of the Show by John Foreman, J-O-N, Foreman, sometime this week. And it, that song encapsulates that, those two verses. And it's actually, it's just a song written from the Amos verse where God says to the people of God through the P- prophet Amos, Stop your singing. Stop your singing. It's too showy. It's distracting from what it's really about. Instead of the show, I want to see a stream of justice and mercy flowing through your river, uh, a river flowing through your cities. So in teaching us how to pray for our neighbors, he first assumes that we're going to start praying or we've been praying. And then he says, don't be like a loud obnoxious person. We're not going to win people or we're not going to encourage people to follow Jesus by being loud and showy. And he says, okay, this is how you pray. When he starts with the Lord's Prayer, and we've all heard a billion sermons on this, but I I usually drill down on on Father, our Father, because Abba, it's the first word a Jewish child learns. God cha- Jesus changes the script and brings God as close as, a, as an earthly father. But this morning I'd like to drill down on our. What does that presuppose? Our father. Don't start it with my father. It's kind of weird because you're all in masks, so I I can't see whether you're listening or not. (laughs) It's very sneaky. Chase, are you even awake? (laughs) Okay, if he starts snoring, it's because he's listening really intensely. Uh, It presupposes that we are family. Macro. That means people in Africa, where Marsha used to serve. They're children of God. People in the, in the barrio, people in the ghettos, people up in the Hollywood Hills. It's all level when you start talking to God because God sees each one of us in each person that God has placed in our lives as children. If that doesn't change how you see your neighbors, I don't know what will. They're family. I like to start small, you know you look at this big picture of the whole world, they're all children of God. Start to ask God to transform your eyes to see your neighbors, the places where God has placed you as children of God. When you're checking out a Ralph's, that person that's moving too slow, that's a child of God. That person that had to be in front of me on my way over to church this morning. By the way, I'm, anyway, I'm not going to start at this whole other sermon. But that man in his raised truck and his, anyway, that man is a child of God. Think of the person that most annoys you. <laughs> Think of the person that gets you angrier than anyone else you've met That person is a child of God. I know I've told this story, but I love it. I was in Haiti. I had had hopped on a plane, and 24 hours before I was in Haiti, I didn't know I was going to be in Haiti. (laughs) It was a last-minute thing. I was switched over. I was working at St. Andrews. They switched me from the youth to the missions. A person dropped off the team. I got my shots. And they put me on a red eye. And we woke up and I was digging in a hole in Haiti next to uh, Randy Spear, which lives right there. You can probably throw an egg. I think that's his house right there. And I was griping. You know, have you ever met me without sleep? <laughs> I'm not a pleasant person. You know, you need to pray for me. I'm your child of God too. But I'm, I'm digging and I'm complaining about something. And Randy Spear, like John Wayne. I don't know if you know Randy Spear. He lives right over there. He sounds like John Wayne to me. He says, well... Jesus died for them too. The people that God has placed around us are children of God. We need to continually keep this in front of us. And then I'm going to skip over and notice what's different about when Jesus says the Lord's Prayer and when we say the Lord's Prayer. Even when, you know, that we at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, this is your first time, we normally we sing the Lord's Prayer after communion, and at the end of it, everybody reaches. It's like the end of like uh, West West End story or something. Everybody <laughs> grabs arms and crosses like crosses the aisle, and it's very theatrical. And everybody raises their hands. It's this amazing mo- moment of worship. For thine is the kingdom and the power. And I'm always looking for Sam because Sam's going into it. You know Sam, Corey, Allen. Sam goes after that song. So next time you're around, we're doing that, look around for Sam, see what he's doing. And you're holding hands. That part isn't in there. Right? Did you notice that? Has anybody else noticed that? Anybody falling asleep? Okay, good. Danny, you awake? awake. I thank God, you don't, have a, you don't have a mask on. I can see your face. Let me just look at you every once in a while. Okay, good job. Why do you think that is? That, se- that ending part, the doxology part of it, was added in the second century. When Jesus is teaching us how to pray, he's not teaching us how to praise. And it's interesting because he says, Forgive your neighbors as you, you know, like, forgive your debt. as your debts have been forgiven. And then he says, pray that Father would spare you from evil. And he ends the prayer and he, he goes back to that second to last point. And he drills down and he says, if you don't forgive people, you won't be forgiven. This isn't Jason speaking, this is Jesus the Christ. Those mighty harsh words in us learning how to pray. There's one thing that Jesus, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, the Trinity is pretty united on this. They hate and they deplore ingratitude. And not understanding and forgetting who you are in light of God's grace. How do you apply that? Think of the last person you didn't forgive. That's challenging. It's a little bit like sandpaper on the heart. But it doesn't mean, just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't listen. What is Jesus really calling us to? He's calling us to have grace at our core. At the very core of each and every one of us. He wants the grace that has been shown to you to be there. All the studies, if you if if you ask any non believer in Jesus Christ, what do they think of the church? They they don't like gay people and they're judgmental. What is Jesus calling us to at the end of when he's teaching us to pray? He's calling us to to convince the world when you think of a Christian, you think forgiver, because they've been forgiven. We've done a horrible job, ladies and gentlemen, at listening to our Lord and Savior at the basic root of what He's called us to. Do your neighbors know that you follow Jesus? Is it because you have a a fish on your car? Is it because you're loud and obnoxious like He's called us not to be? Or is it because you're quick to forgive? And you're quick to give grace because you've been given huge amounts of grace. I feel like yelling. Am I yelling? Sorry. (laughs) My sister-in-law just said, calm down, buddy. (laughs) I don't want you falling off the roof. Remember your grace moments. I don't think we've spent enough time Remembering how lost we were when God found us. And it doesn't have, some people don't have a conversion story like you walked into a place and then you walked out of that place, changed and saved. But regardless, every single person, if you know Jesus, you know those moments of even just the littlest graces. Where you have been shown, I'm not worthy of this, but God loves me. Why don't you turn to somebody, if you're in a car with somebody, like I see most people except they're Linda. Or Linda, maybe you should call me. <laughs> well, that's Actually, after the service, maybe you, with you and I we talk about this in, with our masks on. Uh, and you know the same thing. Maybe put your mask on and get next to Marsha. But talk about a grace moment. Ready? Go. I'll give you uh, like two minutes. Hit it. Danny, do it. Talk to Grace. Okay, now, now this is going to be even harder to bring you back together. <laughs> you know, like usually it's too loud. You know was like, who's that guy up front? Why am I supposed to listen to him? Uh, I see her. Karen's listening. You listening, Karen? So glad you're here. I could cry right now. Just seriously. Like, you get moments where you just crack through that. This parking lot's pretty full, and I am grateful to God for each of you. Thank you. There's so many places you could be, and I am humbled and honored that you're here. And sorry, I had to yell at you a little bit, but I had yelling at myself too. I have to get on this stuff too. Get that grace. And my first application is get that grace seared on your soul. Talk about those forgiveness stories openly with your neighbors with your family with your friends somebody you can hang around with and learn a little bit about this is Johnny M Johnny M is quick to tell I'm just I'm just set free another one and this was just this doesn't come from the text. This comes from just being in ministry a long time my buddy jeffy uh, Jesse Skiffington when I was working in San Antonio he said, "My mom prays the Lord's prayer for me every day." And I'm like, "That's a cool idea." And so I started just inserting when people, I have this is this is a this is a trade secret. I have people that sometimes annoy me. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not above that. I'm not, I, I'm human. I got some flaws. But when those people annoy me, I start praying the Lord's prayer for them. And, it's, it's, and now that I've signed up with blesseveryneighbor.com, I started praying the Lord's Prayer over some of my neighbor's names. Um, I got a, um, our mailman. His name's Steven from Long Beach. LBC. I pray for him. And I pray the Lord's Prayer over him. Um, be a part of inviting your neighbors to the family. We, were, we started conversations about celebrating our 60th anniversary. And the thing that most people on this leadership team said, what makes PCC unique, is it feels like family. There's a lot of brothers and sisters not invited to this family meeting right now. And God's placed us in the midst of them. And I think the starting place is pray. Is pray to start that your eyes might be transformed because we've been living a long time living for ourselves and we have a hard time understanding that we're not the center of the universe and we're not the only child of God. He's our Father. And I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to worship the Lord a little more. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, especially Holy Spirit, we we invite you yet again to live through us and help us pray for our neighbors. Help us to see our neighbors as brothers and sisters, children of you, Heavenly Father. I pray that you would um, equip us And remind us, may we never stray from the truth. We have been forgiven. Drill that truth down into our core that we might forgive people as you have forgiven us. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's sing of God's amazing love through Jesus Christ.
2: I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I am accepted. You were condemned. I am alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again.
1: Let's sing that much again.
2: I'm forgiven Because you were forsaken I'm accepted You were condemned I'm alive and well Your spirit lives within me Because you died and rose again Amazing love Amazing love, how can it be That you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, and I know it's true It's my joy to honor you in all life I honor you. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me. You died and rose again Sing Amazing Love again Amazing Love How can it be How can it be You, my King, would die for me Amazing Love My joy to honor you Let's sing that again Amazing love How can it be That you my king Would die for me Amazing love And I know it's true It's my joy to honor you all I do I ought my joy to honor you in all
5: He says, Lord, in times of pain, give me comfort. In times of despair, give me hope. In times of hatred, give me love. In times of doubt, give me trust. And even when I feel far from you, be close to me, loving God. Whether you feel close to God or far away from him this morning, Let us pray to the one who will never leave or forsake us. Mm. Holy and merciful God, we can scarcely believe that 19 years ago this week, our country was assaulted on 9-11. We never thought we'd recover from the shock and horror of that day, and yet here we are. Lord, we continue to pray for the families who lost loved ones on 9-11 and the courageousness of the first responders who gave their lives to save others. May their sacrifice be remembered and honored. Father, we are so grateful to be together as a worshiping community, and yet we acknowledge that drive in worship is not the same as sitting next to each other in the pews that masks are not the same as smiles, and that socially distancing is not the same as a welcome hug. Help us to accept this new normal for now and to thrive for your glory in the midst of this uncertainty. We continue to pray for protection from COVID-19, healing for those who have contacted the virus and mercy and grace on all of the healthcare professionals and those serving the public. And Lord, we pray for those tirelessly working on an effective and safe vaccine. Give them wisdom and stamina to persevere. As the many wildfires rage all over the West, we pray for the swift containment of each fire Safety for those who are live near the fires and protection and vitality for the firefighters. We pray too for health and protection for all those breathing in the acrid smoke, even from miles away. As several tropical storms are brewing in the Atlantic, we pray that the storms will fizzle out before wreaking any havoc. We pray too for the safety for those in the paths of the incoming storms. Lord, with the presidential election just seven weeks away, we pray. We pray for discernment on how to cast our vote. We pray for unity. We pray for peaceful and edifying discourse among those with differing views. And we pray that you would bind the enemy that no tampering or mischiefs will prevail. For those in our church family, we pray for all who are isolated at home during this pandemic. May they feel your mercy and grace envelop them. We continue to pray for the Im and Byrne families as they grieve their precious granddaughter Eden. We lift up Charlotte DeMott and pray for your healing hand on her life. We pray too for Elaine Fleming having bypass surgery tomorrow be with her doctors, give them wisdom and a steady hand. May your peace that transcends all understanding be with Elaine. We thank you for your presence in our midst and for your son, Jesus Christ, who lived with us, died for us, and taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
0: once again thank you everyone for coming out uh, it's good to see your faces um, I got a couple of reminders. One is if you brought your tithes and offerings, please leave them at the stations. There's baskets on your way out. And then uh, my wife and I have been watching this television show. I forget the name of it. But in, it's, about a, it's about a local newspaper. And uh, the, the main character said, local newspapers aren't to be read. They're for everyone in the small town to be in. And I think that's the same sentiment for the 60th anniversary as we roll into celebrating church anniversaries is a participatory, a participatory ordeal. So if you have stories from growing up here or maybe you just worship here a short amount of time, send emails to PCC 60th at gmail.com. And now, let's receive this morning's benediction. If you're able, please stand. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Hope to see you next week. Blessings on you.